this, that if I were to ever get into an accident, it's not the airbags that I'm worried about. It's the canned goods going everywhere on the ditch. That's what gets you. (laughs) Welcome to Beyond the Rig. Real, authentic, and driver-focused. All things trucking. This is Beyond the Rig. Here are your hosts, Linda Domini and Will Phipps. All right, so how was your week? My week was good. We're alive. We're above the dirt. We're not in it. And another Friday. It was payday. The bill collectors. Today's Friday? Yep. Today's payday? Yep. Rest in peace, paycheck. All, all, <laughs> all, of, the, all of the bill collectors love Friday paydays, so uh, it was short-lived, but uh, it's been a good week. Uh, how was your week? <laughs> it was a great week. Nothing exciting? Um, thankfully, no. No. I, I, I live a, a peaceful life. I got no excitement. All is well. So I had a uh, interesting ride in here to the uh, to the little studio this morning. It was a funny thing because in Arizona, it's like the, the sun is just blinding you when you drive into the it's east. True statement. And behind this one lady, I was like, I could see her windshield was just completely dirty. It's like her husband or boyfriend or somebody never cleaned it. And they never went to a car wash or anything. I and hate then I, that. Like I, I, I saw her. I saw her take a bottle of water no. and, and like a napkin. And she wiped her windshield. And when she wiped it, it looked like she took a piece of fried bologna and oh. just wiped it all over. And I'm thinking, I wanted to help this lady out so bad. But that's just this morning. But I have another little fun thing. So I love walking. Right. And as I'm walking in the desert, so I have to paint this picture for everyone. All right. Where I live is in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And I go for six, eight mile walk every day just to kind of unwind. And as I'm walking up this little like, canal road, the water in the canal only gets released like in the summertime to let the overflow up north. So it's about a mile straight up this little frontage road. Mm-hmm. And I've been walking this thing for two and a half, three years, every day religiously. And I look over in the canal, and it looked like a, a tibia bone off on the side. And I'm thinking, nah, maybe one of these little wild kids around the neighborhood you know, was messing in their parents' Halloween props and kind of stew it out there. They get out there, shoot guns, drink, whatever they do as teenagers. Right. So I kept going. And then I start thinking. I get up to my little rock, and I'm like, this is not setting in my mind so well. And I'm thinking, what if that was a real human bone? Because you always see this on, like, the crime shows that I watch. Very true. I get up there. I call my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I think there's a human bone in the canal. Hang on. you seen the bone. And the first thought was, let me call my wife and tell her I've seen the bone? Yeah, because if I put my fingerprints on it, I could be going down for a crime I didn't commit. It wasn't to call 911? No. Okay. No. All right. never crossed my mind. Okay. (laughs) All right. So on my way back down, I jumped down in the canal that's dried up. I call her and I said, hey, this is real. I kicked it with my foot and I thought it's heavy. It looked like it had been like weathered by the sun. And this canal had been dry for weeks, and right. I know it wasn't washed down from anywhere. So I kicked it. I called her, and she says, oh, call the non-emergency. So I, pro- Smart lady. I proceeded to call like the <laughs> non-emergency, and the guy said, hey, would you mind waiting there? So I did. I'm looking like this. So you have a creepy, bald-looking white dude. <laughs> for those of you that cannot see... I'm standing in this really ritzy, yuppie neighborhood off in the desert, staring off, looking at the houses down where this bone was found. And the, the non-emergency dispatch guy is like, would you mind waiting there? 
and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, oh, really self-conscious about, they're going to call the law on me because I look like I was just completely up to hoo-ha. Hang on. For those that are not from Tennessee, that would be the police. Yes. The law equals the police. Yes. The man. (laughs) So I'm standing there like another hour, hour and a half. It's getting cold. And the police department, I can't say the police department division that was coming up there, but I stood there and wait. The lady goes, well, it's not my jurisdiction. I can't do it. So we walk like almost a mile up to this place. And she's like, I know in her mind, she's like, I'm walking out with this ball headed weirdo up in the <laughs> desert. She has her hand on her gun. I could tell she's nervous. She's a little bitty short little girl. Well, I would be nervous. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and it's dark. thinking and we're getting dark. Common sense. You're like, I know she's feeling really awkward. Right. So we start, we get up there. She looks, she goes, in my opinion, it's a human bone. Long story short, another division came. And about four hours into this, I just happened to kind of cruise back up. I've been released. You know, they're doing their little anthropologist or whatever the bone people are, the crime scene units up there. I get up and talk to them. They said, oh, in our opinion, it looks like a, uh, an animal. And I'm thinking, if this is like a, a coyote bone or anything, big I, coyote. I want to move because it was completely huge and it would like carry a full-grown man out. So I go back the next day, and the spot where this human bone, it was moved, and they had dug a, like a two-foot perimeter around it and removed the bone. Nothing was the ever said. The animal bone. Yeah. It yeah. was a human bone. Yeah. So America, I think I may have found Jimmy Hoffa, but the town that I live in <laughs> did not want to bring scrutiny upon my neighborhood because they would scare everyone. So that was my excitement right there. It was cool. I'd never seen anything like that before. And that was my excitement. I don't know if that's exciting to you guys, but it was to me. I mean, that's a little freaky. I'm just saying. Oh, it was. It was even funnier because I, during the time of waiting, I love talking to everybody. And this little, this young couple, I mean, when you're walking and holding hands, it's like, I know you're, you're newlyweds. Okay. That's There's, not true. Ah, you can't walk and get exercise by holding hands. You have I to move. I have been married and for get, 30 years and I still hold my, my husband's hand when we walk. My wife would not hold my hand walking up like, Three or four miles one way. It was like the total. <laughs> well, You're busy I wonder why. And, and the new, you could tell they're newlyweds, and I'm just, I said, hey, would you happen to know what a human bone looks like? And they're kind of looking at me like, <laughs> you are such a creeper. But to me, it was refreshing because I was just trying to have general conversation and so warn them. Did they come up and look at it? They did. I kind of forced them because I was just like, hey, right here, look. They had nothing they wanted to do with me. Being bald out in the middle they of the desert. They walked with the bald man to... Yeah, look at the bone. <laughs> I was trying to test their knowledge. And you could tell their walk was kind of like gradual up the hill. And as they got out of sight, I saw that their steps are a little bit swifter. I don't blame them. So that was my excitement for the week. Wow, that is yes. uh, quite the excitement. Hopefully I can find the rest of it and solve the mystery of America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, are you ready? Absolutely. So this week we have a uh, another special guest, which I'm always thankful for. The guy is a uh, a, for, a a driver still. I started to say former. That would definitely mean that not formal. He would be past tense. Um, he's <laughs> a hard runner. Um, I think he has somewhere between six and seven hundred thousand miles. In case anybody's out there fact checking me, okay, uh, <laughs> six and seven hundred thousand. He's been a good friend of mine, and uh, 
I enjoy picking his brain and hearing his stories and getting educated. Uh, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, Paul. Greetings. Welcome aboard. Good <laughs> morning. <Fellow humans>. Yes. <laughs> Greetings, fellow Did you get humans. enough nuggets as well? Yes, I did. Thank you. My stomach is filled. And I just want to throw out for the record over here, I'm kind of digging the hair over here. You like that? Yeah, we've yeah. had one guest with no hair, as you can tell. So, I, so well, thank you. Yeah, well, it's all yours. Absolutely. I've thank told you. you many, many times I'd be willi- willing to shave it all off, put it in a wig. Absolutely. It's all yours. Just Donations are know. greatly appreciated. That's right. <laughs> that's my standing joke with Will. He knows that sense <laughs> of humor in me. I walked in one day uh, several years ago, completely trimmed. Not, you know, hair past my ears the whole bit. What? Right down to a goatee. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed. I'll shave it all off in a heartbeat. I just want to know how he grew it so fast. It was like one week I had seen him. I think he must have had it tucked up under because it was short. And then, like, the next time I saw him, it was oh. down to his ankles. What? Gross. Wow. Yeah. Got gross. good jeans, huh? As I get older, it grows out your ears, your nose, you. everywhere <laughs> but the top of your head. Money you can tell spare. you're getting old. Money to spare. Yeah. <laughs> it's very thin. Absolutely. So, I got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What got you into trucking? Divorce. Like many other people, I'm pretty sure. I mean, as tragic as that may sound, uh, there was a great outcome for it. I could be somebody's great motivational speaker. You're going to put me on this platform, I'll I'll sit right here and be a great motivational speaker. Uh, So, hold on here. You said divorce. Did she keep the house and you got the truck and the company or what? (laughs) <laughs> Even better than that. Okay, we didn't have anything. We had nothing to fight over. I literally was homeless, penniless, and jobless. All three in a row. Second after that divorce, boom, nothing. Wow. Yeah, nothing. Zero zip nada. I'm, I'm picturing myself like these homeless people on the sides of these roads, you know, great cardboard sign, you know. Yeah. So then what... Wh- what, did what you, got me into yeah, it? What did you do? You just a four-year degree in accounting. Couldn't find a job for seven years prior to this. You know, seven years of looking around nationwide, planetary-wide, looking for a job, anything to do with numbers. Couldn't find it. You know, as I was working the temporary circuits, and after working the temps for seven years, you end up shooting yourself in the foot. You don't even know it. So prior to the divorce, yep. you were an accountant? Yeah. Yep. And then after the divorce? Trucking. Got into trucking. If you're homeless... What do you do? You're not going to, you know, it took me a couple of years to get my head back on straight. I'd worked a couple of part-time jobs, seasonal, one of them. Um, realized, okay, I got to do something. Uh, my biggest fear about getting into the trucking industry was the fact that I'd have to fix them. You, you, as a kid, you know, in my teens, 20s, whatever, you see these guys along the freeways. They're bent over with their hoods open trying to, I'm assuming, they, you know, you go by them in such a hurry. They're trying to fix something. Their truck broke down. Well, as mechanically inclined as I am, I, ha- I know nothing about a diesel truck. Okay, I, I made a I made a comment about accounting. So in case you hear one of these over yeah. here, I hate accounting numbers. So I apologize, Jeff, if yeah. you're a number counter. <laughs> I did talk smack about it. Accounting to me is boring. Yeah. So you're just sitting around one day. You decide, hey, I want to count numbers <laughs> and beans and all this, and I want to be a trucking. Because I have a conversation with people each week. Hey, just because you go out and spend five, six, seven, eight thousand bucks, they think that they're a truck driver. And everybody that gets a CDL, they think that, oh, I'm a professional. Right. And it, you're not. Nope. Just because you have that, it takes a lot of stuff getting up to that point of being a professional. Correct. 
I think you have all the ingredients for that. So I'm you're just sitting around one day and you're tired of your job. I mean, that's a drastic jump from and that's a huge jump. accounting people. No offense out there, they're usually kind of socially awkward. Thank you. They don't talk. They don't talk. I think you were in the county. See? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not socially I awkward. said most. And that's why I threw that disclaimer out there. I apologize, America, if you are in accounting. I don't even okay? know what to say. But usually they are. They're, they're dealing. Like, their mind goes on such a high frequency with numbers. That's why it's like, oh, boring. I could read a tape measure and balance my checkbook. Yep. <laughs> right. That was about the extent of it. So what made you want to do that? Just so that people get a visualization of. It was either. You know, when you're faced with drastic choices because of a divorce, you really, my living, where I was living needed to change. I won't go into uh, very drastic details. Uh, I'll just say when, you know, divorces don't happen typically in the house that, that you that you were married in. We, we lost that to a foreclosure. So you take that out of the equation. Where do you find your family, your wife, your two kids? Where do you get divorced from at that point? Well, that's where I ended up, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be there. For it. I, mean, I, I couldn't be there. I treated it like uh, a college dormitory. Okay. Been through the foreclosure. My dad's been through a divorce yeah. three um, times, had everything took from him, so I get so, it. So, you know, you're faced with a tough decision. Either you're going to stand out there on the, on the sidewalk with a, with a cardboard sign, or you're going to seek shelter. And you sought shelter. I sought shelter. I sought shelter, yes, my first co-driver right out of school was the guy that I went to class with. We lasted about, again, this place needed eight months of your time. We lasted about four before he jumped off and did something else. This guy, after about five, maybe six weeks into our co-driving, picked up on something right away that I thought this guy was nuts. He could tell you, I mean, you got to understand when a truck doesn't stop, it can go from L.A. to New York in a day or two days. I mean, it's just like a rocket ship. Every time I got onto the freeway, east or west, I'd get confused. You'd be surprised at how many times I had to turn around and go in the other direction because we were happening to go east today and not west. Yesterday, we're going west. Today, we're going east. Tomorrow, you don't know. This guy could tell you, if you're sitting in downtown L.A., that we're going through Kansas City at 2 a.m. on Saturday morning. You know, it's Friday afternoon. I'm like, how in the hell were you going through Kansas City at 2 o'clock in the morning when we're on our way to New York? Sure enough, he pegs every city off in the entire trip. The truck never stops, and he's pegging off the, within a half an hour, he's pegging off the times. I thought he was crazy. I got that ability. Now, yeah? Now, after years, well, after he left, and I started, started realizing what I needed to do. My, everybody's biggest fear when I first got in here is, it's not a Prius, it's not a car. Where do you park this thing? <laughs> Where do you park? You're going down the road on the freeway. Okay, a casual trip from here to California. Nice casual trip. You see the truck stops. You think, oh, no big deal. After 6 o'clock, good luck. Yeah, they're packed. They're packed. And if they're packed, where do you go? Yeah, you run about, what, 12,000 a month? You're hard, you're, you're, I consider you a hard runner. 12 would probably be about average, yeah. I don't so, think I've ever done below 11. I think my best was 17. Right. Oh, wow. So, so running that hard out there. Yeah. you got to know where to park it. you got to know. So how do you get an opportunity to get out and explore some of the places and, and plan without with running that many miles and being that consistent? We're, I mean, that's a that's a balance that that's yeah. very tough for people. Yeah. You want to explain to that's everyone how you plan, find a balance? Plan, 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 plan. I can't specify that enough. I can't stress it enough. 
your planet. So running that many miles, um, you're pretty much using your clock. Yeah. Every day, all day. Every day, all day. And they, they I think uh, Madeline, my DM at one time, she is now, she was. That's awesome. And uh, Now she's your terminal manager. Now she's my, now she's my terminal manager. She, uh, she called me the recap king. Okay. I can run these. I can run these trucks on recap very, very efficiently. I mean, I got little terminologies like you run it into midnight, where you pick up your clock time. You, if you've got a half an hour of drive time, you start that. You start driving at eleven thirty, eleven thirty one. If you're picking up ten hours at midnight, you can actually start driving before midnight because at midnight you pick up that extra ten hours, and away you go. You do, you're driving it for another nine and a half hours. 10 hours. So you know how to manage your clock very, very well. Which help you get your hours or yep. get your miles. Yep. If you've got seven hours of drivable time, you take off seven hours before midnight. To recap hours you pick up on midnight, you just keep right on going. So that's what we need to key into. How do we, you know, you got a, a driver out there who maybe on average runs six, seven hours a day. You, you have to, they have to realize that this is not a nine to five job. It is a lifestyle. It, you're running at odd times. You may need to run during the evening. A lot of people don't want to run during the evening. Uh, you have to understand how the eight and the two split works, how you can work that to your benefit. You combine that eight and two split into running it into midnight, you can move that truck anytime you need to. So, you know, I like getting into the crazy side of like you. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you are always helping people. Yeah. Every time I see you're helping people. I know you help people from other companies. Every time yep. I walk into like a, a driver's lounge, I've even seen you at the truck stop. Yeah. And uh, you're always just trying to help other people. Yeah. Okay. So our industry anymore, people are kind of scared to help because they're afraid of being socially taped, recorded. You're going to say the wrong thing. It's kind of like someone in an accident on the road. You're afraid to render aid because everyone, you have that personality. And the I, mentality I, of how I, to help I, people. I like to listen to people's stories. Me too. You know, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I mean, we've all got skeletons in the closet. I've got one beside me. Um, that's my... She's that's your Pete. There, there you go. Yeah, that's my repeat. Yeah, <laughs> she, she understands the jokes. Um, but just to pick up on the nuances of how people have handled themselves and what have they... You know, you'd be surprised. You can actually... Find out who's got the common sense, who doesn't, who's got, who's got the ability to think for themselves, and who doesn't. But you said you drive without your radio on? Yeah. So it's I just silence? Up? Yeah. Always? Yeah. I'm a thinker. I don't drive with a radio. It makes me nervous. That's why people laugh at me. Like, you don't drive with the radio? No. I do not. When my daughter's in the car and she wants to start playing loud music, I get nervous because I want to hear what's going on. I wanted to hear the sound of the truck or maybe the window down. I wanted to hear that. I was, I would, my, I remember my dad telling me the same thing. Well, if you're, if you're traveling with that radio cranked, you're never going to hear your car ever break down. Mm-hmm. You listen I, for sounds. At the you, vehicle. You, I listen for the vehicle. I'm listening to that vehicle as it goes down that road. So just so you know, I listen for sounds too while they, I'm listening to the music. Yeah. Oh, my wife and kids blare <laughs> that stuff. It makes me, me so too. nervous. I'm oh. like, golly, I can't wait to get to better. where we're going because they make me nervous. The yeah, music's up loud. You're all. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. Repeat yells at me. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. No, it's dead silent. It's dead silent. 17,000 miles in pure silence. Yep. So how do you pass the time on the road? You can only think so much. 
Uh, what do no. you do? Oh, I think it's thinking all the time. What's mm-hmm. my next step? Right. Where, where am I going from here? What's my next step? So are know. you thinking life? What's my next thing? Or yep. are you thinking yep. your next spot? Yeah, my next spot. My next anything. You know, where is it? Where's the opportunities at? Um, you know, that's why. And again, I, I that's kind of why I'm trying to make myself presentable. I'm trying to put myself out there as, as being, and I am. I'm helpful to begin with. You know, guys, come on. I'm, I'm, am I hoping to nudge the right person off in the right direction? You know, I told uh, Madeline when she when she <coughs> left being my DM never to you know don't forget the little guys on your way up you know up that chain of command. You know, and, you know, I'm just telling you know and, you know telling Trent the same thing. You know, he's now my current DM. I told Will the same thing. Never forget the little guy on your way past. Uh, and I'm just I'm just sitting here. Again, I'm using Google Maps as my navigation device, and I'm showing them how I utilize this, and that's what's benefiting me as far as my driving. This is why I'm able to push that clock as far as I can. So tell us about that, Google. Google Maps is a free app on everybody's smartphone. Now, I don't know about iPhones, but I do know about the Android phones, but I do know that they're both out there. I've got people out there that use the iPhone that I'm mentoring right now, and they're pinning at all those locations the same way. When I Again, when I first got started doing this, I'm like, where do I park this thing? I mean, this right. was back in CR, CRST days, but I, I started doing a lot more while I was doing the reefer side, and I've pretty much, now that I'm in with night transportation, I can tell you that I'm, which loop I'm following. I can tell you exactly where I'm going to when I get to where I'm going because I've been there before, and I know where I went once I got there. Does that help you maximize your hours yes. on knowing if you're yes. about to run short on something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, if you know, if or at least if you have an idea that this is where I've been to this, I've dropped at this facility before, I've dropped at this facility three times before, and I've always gone to the same place after, you know where you're going. So that's pre-planning 101. Yeah. Right. A lot of people. Wow. How many times have we dropped off at the Lowe's Distribution Center in Cheyenne, Wyoming? How many times have you dropped off at Walmart Distribution Center in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming? Has anybody done any other drops in Cheyenne, Wyoming? I, I haven't. So out of those two facilities, where are you going to from there? Obviously, if you pick up at a Wal- if you pick up at a Walmart, you're not gonna, you know, drop off at a Lowe's. Right. Okay. But there's a good chance that if you drop off at a Walmart, you may be going to Lowe's for a pickup. Well, where are you going to once you get to Lowe's? I've been to three different locations, so I really can't tell you. But I know that I've been to three. And I know the general direction that I'm going anyway. Right. So on your Google Maps, um, you're pinging locations that you've been to? Pinning them. Pinning. Pinning them. If you look on Google Maps, every place has already a pin designated by Google. You can actually save that location. In, in, and basically create a pin that stays permanently on Google Maps for your reference. So as I'm going down the road, I'm, when I first got started, I'm like, oh, cool, okay, I, here's my, I'll bring it up to my perfected right now. Uh, Google Maps has three different colors, yellow, green, and red. They're already preset as far as colors. You can create your own pins, but they're all going to be blue in color after that, okay? All my green pins are all night transportation drop yards and terminals. So I can isolate those off, every one of them, and just look where all of night is at. 
All my red pins are the DOT scales on the freeway system. <laughs> Whether they're used or not, they're listed as a D. If, it, if I'm going down the road, it's a scale, a mile. I'm pinning that location. Whether it's a ice fish shack or a full-size boathouse. Right. And, it, and they've got trucks going through it. I'll pin that as a DOT scale. You put smiley faces for the ones that no, are it's, nice? No, it's actually, actually <laughs> Google's designation for red is a heart. A heart? Yeah, they're blood suckers. <laughs> right. Okay. You should put dollar That's symbols. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be dollar sign. And then of that course, should be green. Yeah, yeah green. Well, that, that, that was, you know, green is the green flag. Yeah. Okay. Um, all the yellow stars for Google Maps are all, have been all my drop-offs and pickups. So all the customers. All the customers. So, and basically that's where I got started. Yeah. All, and then I started, you can create your own lists. Again, where do you park the truck? All the truck stops, all the casinos, all, all the, the casinos. wayside. Yep. Oh, <laughs> you ought to see my stack of casino carts. So then, so then you've got, when I, when I imagine you look at your map and you've got green and, and red and yellow and then these lists. So for your truck stops, do you click the list and it shows you where it's at? I, I can separate it out if I want to. Yeah. Um, well, or as you, as you want to plan out your day, let's, I mean, I was just sitting here doing this right now. If I picked up a load right here, how far down into Texas could you take it in 11 hours? I don't know. See, there you go. I can answer that. Well, I, actually, I actually sent you a, a page, a slide, 11 hours from here. How far down into Texas can you drive? So we kind of have something we could post wow. on social media, and I've seen your page of yeah. dots everywhere, pins, and it's pretty cool to see. So I think until the, the people who actually get a good visual – of yeah. what you're referring to. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. The one thing that, the one reason I went with Google Maps, number one, it's free. Again, homeless, broke, jobless, whatever. Okay. I mean, I didn't want to spend any more money. Google was right there. This is free. You take a look at Rand McNally or all those other GPS services out there. Now they can all, even Google Maps, you can do a search for truck stops. You can, you know, out in front of you. But the problem is it shows you truck stops that are 10, 20 miles off the freeway. It'll show you everything that's so broad out there. That's not useful. It's completely useless to do a search because then you're, you're driving down the road going, that one's five miles off the road. I can't take that down the road and take five miles. You don't want to. No, you just want it right there. You got to understand you're going down the road. You need to already know where you're going. If you're looking for a truck stop and it's, you know, you're at a point where you're looking to park that truck, you're already too late. So, so you get a load today. Yep. You get a load today and say it's taking you to, to that Texas. Um, do you, what do you do? You, do you figure out, okay, from here to here, I can get to that point. Do you also see where you should be at your eight hours yep. so that you can take your break? And so, you know, I'm going from here to here. Uh, again, it's all in the planning. Okay. I can, by looking at that 11 hour point where I, where I want to be by the end of my day, right. again, I'm going to say that that's where I'm going to be at the end of my day is at that point. My target is there. I didn't say what time I was going to be there, but that's 11 hours of straight driving. You still got three hours to kill. <clears throat> okay. Where do you want to spend your eight hour break? Well, take a look down back track, back path. Take a look at your path. Where in, you know, where in any time frame is there a Walmart? You can stop and do your shopping. Oh, if they nice. let you in, some Walmarts have the little yellow bars unless you're delivering there. That stopped you? No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if that stops you, you ain't paying attention. 
So, can, so that's smart. So then you get you, your shopping get done your sh- during you can your take it. Take an half, take an hour, take an hour and a half at a Walmart and do your shopping. Stock up for a week. Um, there are times that are literally, you know, people say, "Well, I got to stop." Well, yeah, you do. How productive are you? What are you doing? Are you just standing there twiddling your thumbs for a half an hour? Are you going to park it in a truck stop and watch the traffic go by for a half an hour? Or are you going to run out of that truck stop and take 45 minutes and take a shower? Why not? So you, you gave the listeners and wow. viewers a, a good tip on, you know, the pins, Google. Yeah, Google. And then another good tip was free crap is better than crap you have to buy. Yep. So everybody always likes free Google. crap. Right. Yep. So, what other kind of tips and you know advice would you give somebody else out there? Oh my! You want my list of cooking stuff? I everybody says I eat really well. Our podcast is only four hours. We have to. So, uh, so hang on though. When you get to cooking, so you sleep on top. Yep. My microwave is strapped to the bottom. Do you have a bunk? uh, I mean, do you have a mattress on the bottom? Yes, I do. Okay. And so then, on top of that mattress, you have. There's nothing on top of that mattress. So that's your seat. That's where I, I got pillows stacked up in the corner on the passenger side so I can sit on the passenger side, look out my front window, and in the mirror I can see my red light, and I'm backed in a dock. And I'm back there watching Google. I'm binge-watching watch, binge Netflix or something. Okay, so tell us. So, so you've got your microwave. It's strapped to? Strapped to the bottom of the top bunk. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So you just took like a... Uh, one of those straps. I got three straps going around. The cranky kind? Yep, the cranky kind. I got three straps going around the bunk, and it's it's actually got a shelf underneath the microwave for for food storage, additional food storage. And that's where my microwave is. It's strapped to the bottom of the top bunk. Okay, and then what else? That's about it. So everything Everything, you make is in the microwave? Pretty much microwave, yeah. If you get, yeah, pretty much everything. So then you must have a fridge? No, I got a power cooler. Yeah, I got a power cooler. Plug in? Plug in. Okay. And so then you buy just freezer type? No, or? usually I, if, if here's, everybody knows this, this is everybody that I'm mentoring right now, it's really kind of funny they all know this, that if I were to ever get into an accident, it's not the airbags that I'm worried about, it's the canned goods going everywhere on the oh, ditch. That's what gets you. <laughs> I got canned goods everywhere. I mean, we're so canned like beef. chili, all kinds of. A lot of, of chili, uh, canned beef, canned chicken, a lot of chili. Uh, I, I, I'm a... New England climb chowder person. Oh yeah, so a rice dish. Uh, there's uh, ramen noodles in there. There's. I mean, oh, I, I like a good ramen. Yep. Yeah, and I tell you the what, the chicken flavor. Yeah. Chicken. <laughs> okay. If you like that, add chicken to it. What do you get? Chicken noodle soup. Oh, that's okay. true. You take that, and lo- you can buy that roasted. The um, what is it called? The the chicken that they it's cook. It's a canned chicken. It's what it is. It's just a canned of chicken. You go. Oh, heck, the, I wasn't even thinking of canned. That's right. You, I'm canned goods. I, I am shelf life king here, okay? I mean, again, canned goods go everywhere. My, that would totally work. Yeah. Chicken noodle it, it soup. It sits there. Chicken noodle soup. Throw it okay? in the microwave, done. Right. Paul will feed other people out on the road yeah, and give I've you the shirt that. off his back. I've done that. Wow. I mean, I've done that. kind of guy he is. Yeah. I, you want to you want a simple I mean you, okay ramen noodles you want to stick with that we'll stick with ramen noodles everybody says okay that flavor packet why are you using that flavor packet stick it aside just take a look at the noodles for a second you ever put uh, spaghetti sauce on them and put them in the microwave what do you get spaghetti true ever a little worse ramen noodles no right no spaghetti <laughs> ever add a can of roast beef to that what do you get spaghetti with meat doesn't have to be hamburger. 
Wow. Okay. You ever take a can of chili and ramen noodles? That's been my staple for thir- for like 35 days. That's all I ate for one day. Almost a like can- a chili. Uh, for how many days? About 35 days. And after my divorce, I lived off a can of chili and ramen noodles every day. It's like a chili, chili mac, sort of. Actually, it's a can of chili with crackers crumbled over yeah, the top. Hold on. What kind of chili are we talking about? There's Can't good you? and they're bad. Hormel? Like Hormel? Yeah, come on, people. Oh. And we've picked up and we've dropped off at these locations. We know the trick, right? It's the Hank. same stuff in that can, no matter what label they put on it. I'm from the <laughs> South. I can eat anything, but I draw the line somewhere. If you're standing there at a Walmart, <laughs> if you're standing there looking at a Walmart chili shelf and you're looking at that Hormel chili, take a look a little south of that. There's a 58-cent can of chili sitting there. It's the same stuff. I ate potted meat. And how is... much was that thing of ramen noodles? A nickel? Yeah. So for less than a buck, if you really want to go expensive, add two. You get a buck and a half. You get a very good meal. Wow. The can of chili, the ramen noodles, you simply crumple them up. You put it over the top. They just act like crackers. You just put it in the microwave. The ramen noodles soften up. They act just like crackers. And oh, you my want, God. You want to take it one step further? Yeah. Chili. Come on, people. Crackers. Come on. Cheese? Better yet, pour it over some potatoes, some diced up potatoes. Really? You want to go much further than that? Wrap it up in a flatbread. You got yourself a, a little burrito, a little chili burrito. Well, we're going to wow. come out with Paul's cookbook for I go down the road. I'll go down the road eating a burrito like that for breakfast. Wow. I'll make that for I'll make that during the evening. I'll make I'll make a big meal of it for dinner. I'll wrap it up, stick it in a glass bowl, put it in the micro, put put it in my cooler, and in the morning I'm chilling on. Well, thanks for making us hungry here wow. during the episode. I appreciate that. Do you I want? I never thought. Yeah. You want to do beef yeah. stroganoff? I can do beef stroganoff. I can do any. I, these guys tell me I eat pretty good. I eat good in the truck. I don't eat in the restaurant. I don't eat in the truck stops. I used wow. to stick my food in the engine compartment, and let it cook. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you. You know, and that's the other side of this trucking thing. Uh, you know, I run into people, like I said, it's hard for me to talk to people because they're complaining about their paycheck. I'm an accountant to people. What are you spending your money on? Food? What kind of food are you buying? I'm going to get on my podium here. Think about what you're doing. Again, plan, 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 plan. Think about what you're buying. Are you running into a truck stop to buy your food all the time? Are you sitting down at these rest- restaurants? I love the stereotype of trucking. Every time I've, I've parked my trucks in some of these oddball places, again, I've got these places pinned. You'll never know when you're going to need them, right? Oh, yeah, you can park right over there. There's a great restaurant two blocks away, and I'm looking at them thinking, why is it I always get told where the restaurants are whenever I want to park a truck? What is it with this old stereotype that, you know, a truck driver and there's a restaurant nearby? <laughs> Just let me park. I'll take care of it. You know, I hardly ever get out of my truck. I'm in there whipping up some beef stroganoff or something really, you know. Something good. good. Something good. Apparently. Egg omelets in the morning. The whole bit. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know. I had no idea. Buy it at Walmart. It's cheaper. Store it. Take it with you. and Cook it in your truck. Nothing but a microwave. So do you have any other tricks that you would like to share with our listeners? How many do you want? (laughs) Um. I got so many different little things. Uh, you know, the this may not make, this may not make sense to a lot of people because I'm understanding that a lot of these trucks may not have the wraparound curtains in the windows. Okay. They have the drapes that wrap around in front of the windows. I know this is going to sound weird. This is just my one little thing that I kind of throw out there. It's just like, okay, so I'm going down the road in summertime and I like to drive with my windows half open. The passenger curtain starts jiggling. It starts covering the window. 
and you're driving down the road. It starts covering the mirror, and you're still driving down the road, and you're thinking, okay, now we're into a DOT violation here because I can't see. Again, I don't like to stop. I solved that one. Oh, gosh. You put a binder clip up in that rail when you got it closed. That curtain will never come open ever again. A little binder clip. Oh, yeah. Because it's pretty That'll annoying when you're voice. driving and you hear the wind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You want to know what else I can use that binder clip for? You got two of them? You, you can clip them together closed. You, well, I got one on both sides. Well, not only that, but when you close them like that, you put a binder clip in the middle of them and you put two more on the outside. It stretches. It gets rid of that little dip in the middle. kind of like my privacy. Okay. I just... Pulls them taunt on, along the rail. Oh, yeah. Now, you use that binder clip to help you set your tandems. So you help ever, set your tandems. You ever, you ever have to uh, set your tandems and move it by one pin? Oh. It's almost impossible. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Out there. So yeah. you go out there with a binder clip. You clip this one on where the pin is at and the other one where you want it to be. And there you go. There you go. Start run, You can run that tandem all the way to the back, all the way to the back forward. You know that you started here and you're going to end there. That's where you want that pin to be. That's awesome. Because yeah, it's kind of hard to find someone to help you when you're out there. Yeah. And, you, uh, you know, I, I did like everybody else did. You know, I get out there with a key or a knife and make a little slat in, the, in a trailer. Oh, yeah. Too much effort. Just to take, you know, that. multi-use binder clips. Not only that, but they make great potato chip clips. Everybody knows this. That's true. You know? <laughs> That's true. Um, helpful trick, put 100 gallons of fuel in your tanks. 100 gallons, not $100, 100 gallons of fuel in your tank. That's all I've ever done since day one. Really? And then that'll get you your 11 hours? Every day you will be stopping to put fuel in your tank. Where along your path at the end, at the beginning, would be good. During your shower at your eight-hour break. Uh, Definitely not when you're at Walmart. (laughs) It will guarantee you a shower every day, no matter where you fill up. I mean, Flying J loves ta places like this 100 gallons will get you a free shower so you got a free shower every day at 100 gallons whether you choose to take a shower or not every day is up to you but you have the ability to get a shower in every day that's pretty smart not only that lots of interesting tips and tricks i've had forty-seven thousand pounds put on my trailer put on my tractor can't run a full tank on that you can't run it on a full tank so now You have to think quick here. Would you like to let and leave us no. a comment for our listeners and our viewers out there? You know, like a closing thought. That's what one final thing you'd like to tell everyone. Plan your trip. That's that's the biggest. You know, um, you know, the other thing is don't pick on your DM. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. Got to have that relationship with them. Yeah, you got to keep them honest. Yeah, you know. Um, He's got a, I know, I know Trent really well. Him and I have some great conversations and I had them with Madeline at the same time. Uh, don't pick on him. Don't sit there. He's got a job to do. He's got performance goals. He's got to meet. I mean, if you're going to sit there and try and tell me that he's got to run your truck the specific ways, I'm going to ask you again, what are your barriers? Don't have any. I don't have any. Don't, I have no, I have zero barriers. That's why I'm trying to get to the other two states. I've been to 48. And I, I, you know, I got. There's no barrier. I'm not going to cross. You know, I'll cross that ocean. Come You've on. You've been to on. all 48. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get me, get me to Hawaii. Get me to, get me to Anchorage. Get me to Fairbanks. I don't care. I'll go. That's a joke. I think if I did the math at 75 mile an hour going off the coast, you, you would get about s- six inches off the cliff into the water. <laughs> so you wouldn't <laughs> you get won't make very it. far. You won't make it. 
right, does that mean I'm getting an upgrade? A floating truck? No, I can do 75. It could be. Now, I'd be down a hill off I'm the thing. We don't tr- want that to happen. My governed at 65, Will. We want can to encourage I safety. Can I do 75, This Will? is can to I, draw I, listeners. I, I picked up on 75. <laughs> um, no, I mean, again, uh, you know, you're as independent as you can possibly make yourself, as, as much as you can possibly be. I know that sounds really kind of bad at times but it really is beneficial to be out there and and be by yourself maybe that's just me but i don't bother my dm i don't even don't even punch a a request for an empty trailer when i have to i I don't bother him i i can find my own empties and i think that's the other big thing that i'm actually running across is where's my empty everybody's standing there for hours waiting for your dm to say go get this empty go get that empty I already know where they're at. So you pin, do you pin them too? I've been, oh, you ought to see the pins that I have. (laughs) Not only is that location, whether it be a pickup or a drop-off, has been pinned with yellow, but you can also create your own pins. So right below that, the activity that I did there, whether I dropped an empty, picked up a loaded, whether I dropped a loaded and picked up an empty. If it says either one of those designations, I know they got empties. So I'm on the phone calling them to see if they've got an empty that, they're, if, that they will have. If they've got an empty available, I'll tell them to flatten the tires. I'll go over and pick it up. Flatten the tires. <laughs> Hold on. That doesn't mean stab a knife in the tire. No, right? just let some air out okay, because I can good. put the air back okay, into it. Good. I've got that long, you know, somebody, air hose. In case someone listening was thinking, I'm just going to start stabbing the tires now to find me an empty trailer. <laughs> You'd be surprised as to how many people I've actually come across. I actually pulled a an empty out of a Walmart parking lot that had two flat tires on it that nobody touched. The dang thing sat there for three months. That's what they told me. Nobody would take it. I actually was in the process of shutting down for that night. Okay. I can't spend my time at a Walmart parking lot, but there's, you know, a TA right, right a mile away. So what do you suppose I'm going to do? Pick up that empty. Pick and- up that empty, drag it over to the TA. And while I'm doing that, I'm on breakdown saying, hey, I got to have two tires fixed at this TA. Boom, set it up. And guess what happens? And by the way, who says you have to shut down for 10 hours? Nobody. You run like a dog. You don't have to shut down for a flat 10 hours. Take t- When you shut down for 10 hours, shut down for 12, shut down for 14. When you start your clock in the morning, just think of it as starting a 14-hour day and t- take on your 14-hour day. If your 14-hour day ends at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, who says you got to get up at midnight and drive again? Get up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and repeat the process. I understand. You get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You plan on a 14-hour day at 3 o'clock in the morning. By 5 o'clock, you're done. If you're, Again, if your day ends at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, who says you got to start at midnight? Your body starts wearing down, though. It'd be kind of hard to know every day you're having to work 14 hours. Yeah. yeah. yeah that'd wear you down. If to you, me, it would. If you can't keep up, get out of my truck. I had to get out of the truck. <laughs> I, he said, I, I he had said to get if, out. You can't, if you can't keep up... <laughs> But get you, out. <laughs> you, know, you pick this trailer up, you bring it over to TA, you get the tires replaced. You go. I mean, that could be a three-hour process. That's right smart um, because you know? you're already down for the night. Right, and you're shut and down you're for the night. wasting your clock. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, you're in getting a shower taken care of because you get the points for the repairs. Points will buy you the shower. Smart man as usual. Wow. Great banter. Paul, I want to thank you for your helpful tips. 
and advice and coming on yeah. and letting the listeners and viewers get to know a little bit about you and what you're bringing to the table. Uh, I think they'll really enjoy it and hopefully put a lot of those things to use in their own life. Yeah, uh, sure. It'll definitely help. Plan, plan, plan. You know? I would love to share your um, Google Maps for the listeners so they can see and, I, and try to learn. I enjoy showing it to some people. They think I'm nuts. <laughs> they think I'm crazy. But when I look at them and I say, listen, when you're in uh, Fontana and you got to find an empty, you can't really pull it out of the Fontana yard like you can other yards because they got padlocks on the. I don't even bother in the Fontana yard. Now, California is a different episode over here. Yeah, well, that's a true statement. Yeah. Is that on a different channel? Yeah, that's on a different <laughs> channel over here. We air that from 1 to whenever in the morning when yeah, people are asleep. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, Paul. Empire State. Thank you again. It's always yeah. a pleasure getting Anytime to I can help. hear and learn more things about you. Yeah. Uh, I wish you the I very best it. of luck. And yeah. uh, hopefully you have many more years of sharing some good experiences it's, and tips out there for people. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. I learned a lot, so thank you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. And uh, hopefully everyone out there. Listening to us, uh, Spotify, like us on Facebook, share us, Spotify, Apple, whatever you have the opportunity to listen to us on podcast, whatever it is. We Instagram. need. We forgot Instagram. Instagram. Can't forget I'm Instagram. sorry. See, I'm not technology guru. That's where you are supposed to be balancing me out here. We're supposed to say like, follow, share. Ever how like, you can follow, do it. Share. Ever how you can <laughs> do it. We need to get this out there to help educate people. So ever how you have to like us, follow us, listen to us, get it done. Subscribe to us. Yeah, absolutely. If you can't do it, get your grandchildren, your children, neighbors. Do you remember where to subscribe? Uh, YouTube. There you go. Yeah. Look at you like you don't know. I saw that there's been a button for years on YouTube says that subscribe. says, I always click no thanks. Avoid the no thanks. You want to subscribe. Always subscribe. There absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you, you taking the time. Anytime. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.